Tom Henjax joining us now from MacBet. Of course, they're a premium um, form uh, analysis company, uh, MacBet, and uh, quite a few form analysts work for them, including this young man, Tom Henjack. He joins us now. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Steve. How's it going? Good. A premium selection service is probably what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the, the best to it. Unfortunately, last week, the first two that tips uh, a bit stiff. Uh, lucky we were able to get the last one with Cyan Star, but... Well, Hot or Not wasn't beaten far, and uh, Cyan Star was decent odds, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty good, and uh, yeah, Viminelli was just a bit frustrating, probably on the start, two lengths or something like that, and then come up the quicksand up the inside there, which wasn't the place to be, and yeah, it was, it was a bit sick. It was really well backed in the end. I, it was 6.50 in the morning, and to be honest, I thought that was a little bit rock bottom, but the money just kept coming for it, but yeah, it was a good run in the end, so can't wait to see it kind of 1350 or 1400 next start. It probably was looking further as well, looking in hindsight. It just took a while to get to it. Now, you put a tweet up yesterday. I was trying to read into what you meant. Obviously, did you like Sergio or you didn't like Sergio? That dropped <laughs> No, nah, there was just a bit of media commentary about the horse, and I didn't really like it. But I ended up back in Femme Fatale anyway, so I can't really laugh too much. He got run down on the line, but... Yeah, I don't know the go with that, Sergio. It was, it was quite a funny parade as well. He got quite worked up before the race, and I know it had kissing spine surgery before it resumed this preparation. It's always kind of shown that it's had ability, but it's also kind of had a few issues along the way. So I don't know whether it's ever going to live up to its full potential, but you're also right in what you were saying a little bit earlier about how biased the track was uh, yesterday. It was a significant advantage to kind of be racing on the rails there doing the with the rail out. That's why I thought Peterson might be winning soon. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was on yesterday. Uh, he, um, I thought he could still probably posse up midfield like from that gate, and he, he did jump good and ended up kind of midfield, but then he thought he was going to get caught wide, so Ormond decided to kind of drag it out to second last off the fence, and when the sectionals come through, there's no doubt he would have run some of the best of the day, I reckon, especially in the worst part of the track. If he kind of, in hindsight, I think he probably could have just sat, because I think there was one that was three wide in the end on speed. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember who the horse was off the top of my head. Oh, Seneschal, Kendrick's horse. It went quite good, but um, yeah, if he kind of just sat there midfield and watched the race pan out a bit, I think Peterson would have won that race, but yeah, kind of, if it stays at 1,400 or it can even go up to 1,550 or a mile next start, Peterson, I think it'll be hard to beat in midweek grade, that is. Yeah, Tom, people often wonder, and I, you know, something we've talked about for many, many years about the fluctuations, and it's incredible where, you know, a horse, say, Farlap could be $3 all morning, and then David will come on, you know, two minutes before the race or something and say, well, this is $3 to four fifty, or conversely, it's $3 into, you know, $2.10. A lot, a lot of that's got to do with the yard, isn't it? You were just saying that you watch it with a couple of other experts as well and run your eye yeah. over them, and that, that that information sometimes goes back to the pros, of course. Yeah, I think it definitely has some part, but I don't think it's everything. I think the last couple of minutes in betting is just when the real um, big players and the big money comes in, which is the which ha, which pretty much forms the market. So when their money goes on, that's that's when the true odds kind of reveal themselves like, like yeah I think that Sergio I think it might have been a, little, a lot of the early players kind of um, jumped in off the um, 
off the off the last start run, but in the end, it was still going up in grade and stuff. And the the price in the morning was too short. But there's nothing to say sometimes that if a horse drifts, drifts, it still can't win. It's just getting to the odds that it should be. If that makes sense. Well, Eagle Farm railing the three metre position. We we're just talking about this two year old race where you've got the Kendrick Galloper that was certainly solid on debut, and you've got the the debutante uh, coming off a couple of sound trials by for the Snowdens. Yeah, I haven't had a look at that race to be honest. So it's been a it's been a tricky. There's a lot to get through this week. I've only kind of looked at the quaddy legs at Eagle Farm, and I got one at the Sunny Coast tonight. If you want one, okay. So tell me what you like at this Brisbane program first of all. Um, where will I start? Uh, I've had a bet in race two. Uh, it's a class one handicap, and a lot of these have had a lot of. Um, a lot of chances to kind of win races. Like you got horses like Sue Blonde and She's a Rogue. Who've, who've kind of, I think they're, they've at least had 10, I think Sue Blonde's had 20 starts for one win and She's a Rogue's up to 12 or 13 or something like that now. I've picked one that's drawn low. I'm not sure whether a 1,000 metres is quite its go. I think it might be more a 1,200 metre horse, maybe even further in time. And that horse is Surreal Ascot. I just really like the trial at Toowoomba the other day, and it's got a it's got a lot less convictions in these. From gate three, he doesn't have to do a whole lot of work from the um, the inside gate, and I think he just camps off what could be a good speed. Horses like Godabo, Let's Dance Jandy, and Lavachi have to come across from the wide gate. Um, I think Lavachi will be a big improver back onto a dry track there on Saturday, but I just think the gate and the 60 kilos and getting deep into its first preparation now, it's a bit of a risk also. So I think there's a bit of value about Surreal Ascot. A horse who's got a little bit of upside and uh, a lot less conviction than the race brigade. Yeah, good to see uh, Alyssa and Troy Sweeney with a very talented filly by Kobe Ashy. So that's Brisbane Race 2, number 6. Surreal Ascot, you mentioned the one in conversation, Lavachi. And what about one later in the day in one of those quaddy legs? Uh... I really like race eight. I think it's a class... Is it a class three set weight race? It is. Yep, over 14. Correct. Um, there doesn't look a lot of pressure on paper. I think Outback Action gets the blinkers back on, but they they have been taking a sit in the trials and it missed the start first up and was out the back. But I think they'll go to the lead here and what looks like a controlled gallop. Um, Betcha the Crown's not the best beginner. Um... And like, I don't think they'll be. I think the. I think it just was left in front a long way from home last start when it got run down by a substantial. Rainbow Connection from Gate Twelve. I'm not sure what they do. I wasn't a big fan of the win at Ipswich. I know it was a wet track and it was only second up, but yeah, it's a horse that's had a lot of issues in its time and it's got a bad gait and it's, it's got to improve a fair bit off that Ipswich run. Like I think it was thrown in there at the set weights. I think it was a Class Two set weights there last start. So. I'm a big fan of African Daisy here. Just from gate one, without a whole lot of pressure on paper, I think he just posies up in that second pair. It was a really good uh, run resuming uh, there at Sydney, and I just think he gets all the favours, uh, especially at the price. So I think $4 is very generous. Given that Belvedere Boys, it's a horse that could be anything. It's got a whole lot of upside, and... It was an okay win at Doombin, but it was a class one against some pretty inferior horses. And it's a big class jump from a class one midweeker to a class three set weights here on a Saturday. And especially from gate 11, I just don't know where he gets to. And I would have loved to have been with Ocean Czar. 
I think at ten dollars is still uh, still tempting to back it, but I just don't know if there's enough pressure for for it to get over the top of them. So race eight eleven, African Daisy. Yep. I mentioned horse 13 as well, Oceans are. Under the set weights, of course, Rainbow Connection, the relation to the Hong Kong star, Golden 60s and 81.5 rating. So he's the yeah. best under the weight conditions of this yeah, century that's play. Yeah, sure. I think he's a, he had that kind of rating based as a, a three-year-old, I think, though. So like I, he was racing down, the, I think it was the South Pacific Stakes and whatnot down at Ramwick. And like he earned that weight off those runs when he was flying. And then they've obviously had issues in that sense. I just... Look, if he gets back to that, there's no doubt he's well-weighted and could blow the field away, but I'm, I just, I'm just not sold on him this preparation. Also, Brisbane 2-6 surreal. Um, Ascot's a 2-6. And the other one, Race 8-11 African Daisy and the 13 Ocean yep. Czar. Yeah. Sunshine Coast? Yeah, got one tonight. Uh, it's in Race 6, pretty keen on it. It's number 12, Negation. Uh, I was on it last start at Doombin and... Left the the track scratching my head, thinking what had gone wrong here. But I just, I'm going to put it down to the good track. I think back into a soft. Oh, I think we're working on a heavy eight yeah, at the it'll moment. It'll be soft, soft up, later this afternoon for sure. Yeah, it's pretty hot today, isn't it? So it'll probably end up a soft seven, soft, soft six at best. So I think back on the wet track, 1300 at Caloundra, gate four with Ormond on. I think it finds its best here, and I think that's too good for these. Uh, ran really good sectionals the start before. Uh, had a nice pipe opener first up, and it, it's got pretty good form last preparation. I think it ran real good in the Class 1 Metro. So I think there's okay pressure up front here with Delosh and one and all kind of pushing forward from their gates. And the one I'm pretty scared of is Amelia Renze, just because it's trialled better this preparation than what it had. I know it's the horse that Brian Wakefield's had a lot of issues with. We'll have no issues with the um, the wet track. I think it's related to um, Roman Aureus, so who's a good little wet tracker. So I think Negation just gets the right run. From gate four, he can be slow away, but I think they can get in front of four or five of them here, and he ends up midfield on the fence. With the radar six, should just be saving all the ground and be very strong late. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Sweet. Thanks, Steve. Tom will be back with us on a Saturday morning next week, but he likes Sunshine Coast tonight. Race 6, 12, Negation. The Danger, number seven, Milarenze. And Negation is $3.90 and seven, Milarenze is $6.50. In regards to Brisbane, race two, six, Surreal Ascot. And in race eight, 11, which is African Daisy. Race eight, 11. And of course, if you're taking exotics in that race, you mentioned include number 13, uh, which is Ocean Czar.